I'm John, and tonight I want answers coronavirus and the post office closing. They could stop us now. We're not live. I'm John Thompson. I'm John A. Vink. I'm Keith Statenfield. I'm Loretta Beavers. I'm A.J. Minnick. I'm Jennifer Sim. I'm Jim Too. I'm Bobby Chastain. These stories tonight on John Wants Answers. John Wants Answers. John Wants Answers. Give John Answers. John Wants Answers. Give John Answers now. And here we are. If you can see us, we're not live. We're doing a very special edition of John Wants Answers. It's the quarantine edition. Yeah, the locked in our homes edition. And so I'm at my home in the studio. I have my own studio at my home. Yeah, and I, as we know, I live on a cruise ship. <laughs> and so last month, you were on your cruise ship, as you I are now. Ship, yeah. And so we missed you. We were hoping that you weren't dead. We thought yeah. you were dead. We assumed you were dead. So you were in the credits as someone we missed who had passed. Yeah, I heard. Yeah. Um, but here you are back again in your life. So yeah, it turns out I didn't die. Was there like people having the flu on the cruise ship? No. It was I'm sure people were talking about it. Participants were mixed. Uh, there were a lot of people for whom their goal was to know nothing about the outside world because they were on vacation. This was their week of the year. They get to get away from things and not worry about all the horrible things that are happening in the real world. Mm -hmm. So I had bought the internet package so I could read the internet on my phone and keep up with the news. And our cruise left on Saturday afternoon. And the following Monday is when all the cruise lines pretty much agreed we are shutting down the cruise industry. After all the boats... No more cruises are going to leave. The ones that are out there will just slowly come back. So but you were the last cruise ships they had. Like our ship, ordinarily, we also came back on Saturday. Ordinarily, they would turn it around and it would leave again at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. But it didn't. I mean, it still left. But it came back and they were not in a hurry to get us off the boat because they didn't have to clean the entire ship in three hours because another 2,000 people were getting on. Instead, we got off, and then they were like, well, I guess we'll go pull out and wait in the ocean for a week. And they pulled there out. Were, they there were cruise ships before you where, like, hundreds of people got the virus, right? Uh, not hundreds. Uh, there were cruise ships where a few people got the virus, and then they got stuck on the cruise ships. I mean, there's currently a cruise ship that just pulled in, left the same day we did, but for, I think, uh, 18-day cruise. Uh -huh. And it, you know, people on the cruise ship came down with corona while they were on the cruise. And then every stop they were going to go to just denied them entry. Oh. So they just kept sailing on. And eventually they got to Florida. And Florida was like, well, we're not going to let you. Florida was their final destination. But they were like, well, you can't land. And then there were negotiations back and forth. And eventually everyone got off in Florida. But by that time, after 18 days, uh, there were a number of people that came down with influenza or COVID-19 or something because they didn't have the facility to test them on the ship. Now, if you like cruises, you might think it'd be great to be like, get extra vacation and stay on a cruise ship. But I get the idea it's actually bad because you are stuck in your room, right? 
Uh, I think that if, for the most part, once they think there's an outbreak of uh, novel coronavirus, they quarantine almost everyone to their rooms. Ew. And so I was on a cruise ship once, and my cruise ship room was very small. Ours was not huge. And I, had the, I only had like a, a round window to see the outdoors. But you uh, had like a whole balcony, right? We had a balcony. Like I would go out every morning and sit on my balcony with my coffee. You could be quarantined on your, in your room for a while and you'd be pretty comfortable. I, we would have, I think we would have made it work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I remember I went to Canada just before you yeah. went on your cruise. And mostly what happened was all the immigration documents asked me if I'd been to China in the last, I don't know, 14 days or something. Yeah. Beyond that, there's no restrictions or worries. No Italy? Um, then we got back. Um, and then at work, they started doing the uh, is voluntarily work from home uh -huh. right away. Uh, it wasn't mandatory yet. And so I volunteered to work from home because that's sure. yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. But the, uh, the commute was a lot better already. All right. Yeah. Yep. Um, so w when did you get back to California from your cruise? We got back March 8th. And no, 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 no. Uh, 14th. March 14th. But back to California the 15th. So we got back to California the 15th. Okay. And by then, my job, uh, almost everyone has become, I uh, work from home. Don't come into the office unless it's a business critical need. So like it was kind of mandatory if you was, Yeah. Okay. By the time I was there, it was work from home. You can't come into the office unless, uh, you know, there were business justifications and stuff. And I, that's not what I do. So I would never have done that. So I stopped at the office once to pick up some equipment that I needed. Yeah. Since I'd be working from home. And I've been pretty much here ever since, ever, every day. I had to go to work on a Monday morning to get my computer and stuff to work from home. And I did that. And then they said, well, if you need anything from your office, you should get it on Friday because it might turn into a mandatory work from home. Um, and they kind of did. And then they told us, um, we're going to lock the doors of the building. Wow. So if get your stuff that you need, and then, then you can't get back in anymore. Yeah, don't don't have any plants that need to be watered. Yeah, so I've been working uh, from home. Yeah, um, it's nicer at home because I have a big window beside me. Sure, I can get see the squirrels. Okay. I can see the doves. Yeah, I can see the limes falling off my tree in real time. Woohoo! Um, I saw a hummingbird build a nest. That was fun. Yeah, and sometimes I look at my computer screen and work on that too. Aren't hummingbirds always a blur? Like, well, couldn't you just see a nest being assembled by something that was very blurry? <laughs> hummingbirds, they move very fast. Very fast. At a time, and then they stop. Then they, they stop. Again. They, yeah. Well, except like their wings are just constantly. Yeah. Yeah, we have a hummingbird feeder. Do you have a hummingbird feeder? I have a hummingbird feeder. I moved it closer to the nest, hoping to like help out the little hummingbird. But then he took off. Like, I don't know what happened to the hummingbird. Like, the weather's also been raining since I got back from Canada. It's been cloudy and rainy. Yeah. So I one day the hummingbird wasn't there in the nest anymore. 
so I can't probably, watch. It. Probably couldn't afford the rent. <laughs> how how do you like working from home now? Yeah, it's a little more lonely. Would you prefer to go into the office? I don't know. I mean, I think I would go into the office sometimes, but it is, I mean, I have set things up so that I can get some stuff done and I got my internet speed bumped. And so it's not painful to work from home anymore. Mm -hmm. But now your commute, you used to like ride your bike. I used to ride my bike. I live, I live a 10 minute bike ride from the office. Yeah. So, so the traffic didn't really bother you, right? Traffic didn't bother me. Yeah. There was, there was never traffic between where I live and where I work. In my case, it's like an hour drive yeah. of traffic to get to my work. So it's, it's very nice not going in. Um, yeah, we are trying to, we have a couple times a week, we have socially video conferences among all the people on my team so we can yeah. chat and keep in touch. And we are chatting more with other people we know over the internet and we have a daily 2 p.m. like social hour where people can like video conference in and say hi sure that I tried that do? once but I'm not very social so now it points your phone at the squirrel <laughs> no my computer was aimed at my wall so people couldn't even see me really okay it's gonna this is gonna get mentioned in your review you know <laughs> And they'll be like, there was that. <laughs> we aren't giving you free lunch anymore, but we did let you not work between <laughs> two and three o'clock and no one would look down on you. And instead you showed us a wall. So we have this um, shelter in place enforced by the government, right? This yeah. is a, it started off as a county thing, the county of Santa Clara. Uh, county, well, all of the Bay Area counties did it. Mm -hmm. at the same time right but originally it was the individual counties uh, all put up shelter in place and then after a while the state and of california about a week late about a week later i think the state imposed a you know if your county didn't have specific requirements then the state is imposing these requirements okay now are they like legally enforceable like could the police say Hey man, you're just standing around on the street. We're going to arrest you. Um, I, I don't know if they can arrest you for standing around on the street, but I believe gatherings of more than ten people are not permissible and can be are punishable by a misdemeanor. Okay, fine first. And things that require licenses from the county, like businesses, are licensed. Mm -hmm. And so the county has imposed restrictions on those licenses. Businesses which aren't essential don't have the authority to be open right now. Oh. Um, you know, restaurants that uh, restaurants can do uh, non-dine-in food, but they can't let people eat at their locations. Mm -hmm. uh, if you are in a business, it has to be possible for you to be six feet away from all the other people in the business, uh, unless you're an essential business like a hospital or a doctor or those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. 
and then a lot of businesses have also tried to impose their own kind of guidelines for how they want to operate. So, you know, some grocery stores have decided, well, we're now making the aisles one way so that people don't have to pass each other as they walk through the store. So it's easier for people to stay six feet apart from each other. Right. I haven't seen that. I've been to like Lucky's and Safeway and they have lines painted on the, the ground showing you what six feet the, are. Yeah, for the checkout because they yeah. want you to stay far apart. I went to a cell phone repair store and they yeah. had a big sign on the door. First of all, the door is locked. You have to ring the doorbell and they'll let people in one at a time or two at a time. And there were lines on the floor saying, you have to stand here while we fix your phone. So how have you been eating? Like, well, probably better than I normally eat because- No, too many carbs. Well, too many carbs, but uh, I mean, we have enough food in the house and we've been able to find almost everything we need at the grocery store. So we're not hurting in that fashion, but you know, we used to eat out for dinner at least a couple nights a week, probably. Mm -hmm. And I generally always ate lunch at work. Uh, and for that, I walked over to the cafeteria, so I wasn't cooking food for myself. Have you been getting takeout from restaurants? Um, we have done that a couple times, but not that often. Uh, we went and got a pizza last week because pizza is delicious mm -hmm. and it's harder pizza to last night. Yeah. Chinese food. Uh, we had Chinese food. We right. went over to get uh, Pakistani food. But most nights we're cooking something. Like last night I made grilled cheese sandwiches with bacon and tomato soup from scratch. Wow. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know you could cook things. I, I can cook things. Because every time I see you, we're eating at a restaurant. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pie and breakfast. Pie. I made two pies. Pies? I made an apple pie a week and a half ago, and then two nights ago, I made a key lime pie. I think you can still get takeout pies from Ree Collender's. You can, but you can make pie. Yeah, but if you could buy a pie, why would you make a pie? I, I can make a very good pie. Good at pie. I realized I could grow a watermelon in my backyard. <laughs> and then I thought to myself, I could buy one from the grocery store with much less effort. That's correct. And so I don't know why people grow their own watermelons anymore. Well, and in that vein, I don't know why you make your own pie anymore. Well, the, the effort to make a really nice pie, I mean, a really nice apple pie might cost you 12 bucks. Uh-huh. And it's about 12 bucks worth of effort to make a nice apple pie. And you can make it exactly the way you like it. 12 bucks of effort? You like, how many hours are you putting to this pie? Oh, no, it's like half an hour. Half an hour, that's it? Yeah. yeah okay. I got a thing that peels the apples. <laughs> then you cook them, maybe 45 minutes. That's a low hourly wage. Well, what else am I getting? I mean, I, I, Loretta says it's a low hourly wage, but really I'm trapped in my house. Yeah. Are you making pies while you should be working? Are you making pies while you should be like programming? No, no, I've been pretty good about sticking to work hours. <laughs> All right, so currently we have this shelter in place enforced until May 1st. That's the current expiration date. Now, now, like, do you think- I think it's May 4th, but- May, Yeah, beginning of May. I think of May. Star Wars Day. 
Now, in reality, do you think it's going to be extended even more beyond that? Um, I think Santa Clara County might. I mean, they might ease up on some of the restrictions, but I think there's going to be a strong, I think at the minimum, there will be a strong suggestion that people continue working from home, minimize trips for shopping and other things, try not to engage in non-essential businesses. Mm -hmm. um, in part because, I mean, schools are going to be closed the rest of the year. Oh, so yeah. Kids aren't going to be going to school anyway. So if you're a parent, you've got to find something to do with your kids. Now, what if you had a kid who is a senior in high school? Are they going to graduate high school still or they have to start well, again? The schools are, the schools have been sending homework home mm -hmm. with the expectation that kids are doing it. But I was and a kid. I must have done it when I was a kid. Well, but that's what your parents are doing. Your okay. parents are supposed to be making you do the homework and you're supposed to be turning it in. And uh, I think they're doing online classes and, you know, video conferencing things. Um, How they administer exams? Uh, that's a great question, which I don't know the answer to. Because oh. I don't have any children. I'm going to say not well. Um, so I've heard that this shelter in place may extend to the end of summer. Does that sound like something you Well, I mean, realistically, when we stop sheltering in place, if, if we got up tomorrow morning and everyone just resumed doing what they were doing on February 14th, then the number of infected people would start growing exponentially again because you can have the COVID virus in your system, you can be infectious, and you can have no easily discernible external symptoms that you're potentially spreading the virus in a little cloud around you every time you breathe and talk uh, and move and cough. And so people, you know, would go out and someone would have COVID and they would spread it to uh, two to five people before they came down with symptoms. And those two to five people would spread it to two to five more people. And the curve would just take off. I mean, currently the U.S. has the most COVID cases of any country in the world. Right. By a very large factor. I think uh, almost twice as many as the next country. And we are not the biggest country population-wise in the world. Mm -hmm. Would we have to shelter in place until there's like no more cases? Well, I mean, long-term, what the, what the shelter in place does is it keeps the number of cases from growing above the point that our medical facilities can handle it. Mm -hmm. So sheltering in place is giving the doctors and hospitals time to figure out how to treat COVID-19 COVID effectively. Mm -hmm. uh, it's giving the manufacturers of the protective equipment that uh, doctors and nurses and hospitals need to catch up because we, you know, we, for a long time, they did not have 
uh, enough N95 masks and enough right. latex gloves and enough of the plastic face shields that they wear to keep uh, aerosolized stuff from hitting them. That's starting to catch up, but that's still weeks and weeks away from definitely being able to supply everyone that needs it the amount right. of stuff they need it. Um, doctors are working on how to treat COVID cases effectively. And you would rather be, you would rather get a disease when they have some idea what drugs to look for and what symptoms to look for to say, well, this is a person that's likely going to get better without a lot of stuff. And this is a person that we really have to keep our eyes on. And this is a person that we need to get into an intensive care unit very quickly so that we can uh, provide the level of support that's going to be necessary when their lungs fail them and they, you know, suddenly need a lot of stuff. Uh, long term, they're working on a vaccine, but that's 12 months out. Um, so in some sense, sensitive receptors, people that really shouldn't get COVID are probably going to be sheltering in place or severely restricting their contact with other people uh, until a vaccine exists and until uh, a sizable fraction of the world is vaccinated like and until they're vaccinated. Mm. Now, at some point, the human race will get herd immunity to COVID-19 because enough people will have it that if someone does come down with it, as they walk around in the world, almost everyone they interact with is already immune to it because they've had it before. There's like symptom packs where once you have it, you don't get it again, right? Yes. Well, um, and then, you know, the worry is there are new people being born every day that have never had COVID uh -huh. and they are going to get COVID until a vaccine exists mm -hmm. and you know COVID is still fatal in you know something under one percent of all the cases but if you're three and you get COVID some fraction of three-year-olds are not going to do well at all. Now and we had SARS in the past and we didn't get vaccinated for SARS and that just kind of went away on its own right? Well they I mean it COVID is, is a very concerning pandemic for a couple reasons. It's, uh, it has a long period of time when you're asymptomatic, when you have it, when you're infectious, but you don't know you have it, so you can't do anything. Right. Um, and it's reasonably infectious. And when you do get it, uh, it the lethality is significant. Uh, you know, the Spanish flu from 100 years ago uh, was a similar disease. And it killed an awful lot of people over two and a half years before most of the world was immune to it because they caught it and died or survived. Mm -hmm. um, and then it seemed to fizzle out. I don't think we still even have it anywhere. Uh, which would make me think that, you know, it wasn't infectious enough that it really persisted. And eventually the 
few people that had it didn't encounter other people that had it. And so the last person with whatever the real name of the Spanish flu was, you know, at some point got over it and then there was no more Spanish flu. Um, they have always uh, worried, like they said, you know, in the 1920s, we buried people far north in the ground and we buried them and it's permafrost. So that's been frozen for a hundred years. Uh-oh. But the Spanish flu might survive being frozen for a hundred years. Yeah. So as the permafrost melts due to global warming or if we you know, as archaeologists were digging stuff up, could they catch Spanish flu from 100 years ago? Because I don't think there was ever a vaccine developed for it. Right. 1920 was before, you know, was kind of before vaccines were manufactured in significant ways. Right. Maybe Spanish flu is still around and some small number of people get it, but most of us because of herd immunity, just never come across it. All right. Well, it's time for our next topic, the oh. post office. I don't think he's here. I'm going to drop that sound in later. In post. In post. So you didn't hear it, but our listeners have already heard it. Drop that sound in. We always had a guy play it live. I know, but he's at home. He's quarantined. Why don't we zoom him in? We don't have that money for that license. Oh. If we had three people on this Zoom, we have to pay more money. How much money? I think like $7 a month. Wow. Something like that. That's okay. That's so, not much money at all, you know. Well, like I'm just telling you, dropping that sound in later is like $7 worth of effort. You think so? How does this company make it money? Maybe. We're on a very low budget here. Um, yeah. So the post office, I have read that they are going to be out of money on June 1st, and they're just going to shut down. I have heard that the post office is experiencing significant revenue issues uh, for uh, a bunch of reasons, uh, significant among them that since a lot of, that, that mail volume is down significantly due to COVID and uh, other things are also happening because of COVID, like you know, a bunch of postal carriers who have to walk around and maybe interact with a lot of people every day are getting sick and so can't work and so they're having to pay sick time. I haven't gotten any mail in like three or four days. I don't know if it's because my carrier is off or just no one's sending me any letters. Could be some of both. Uh, I'll tell you, you can sign up for this service where they email you a picture of all the mail that's coming to you. I, I have that, and I haven't gotten that email either in like three oh. or four days. Yeah, then, then no one's mailing you anything. I don't think you usually send me an email even when I get no mail. I'm concerned about my mail. Would you like me to mail you something? Yes. Okay. Send me a postcard from beautiful Sunnyvale or Santa Clara, California. Sure. They have postcards for Santa Clara? I've, I'm sure they do. Okay. I don't know if we have any of those postcards. We well, do. I have one. A picture on a Santa Clara postcard. Were you just handed one? What, what? Santa Clara University. Oh, it, it gets close to the camera, it disappears. Santa Clara University, California. Shown clockwise from top left, a garden view. 
and Breezeway, the Lewis B. Meyer Theater, Modessa Sant Museum, and Nobley Hall Jesuit Residence. All right, well, University, founded in 1955, was both an art and history museum. One of only 340 university museums granted. 340 university museums is not, that's a lot of museums. That's a lot. That's more than I want to see. Yeah, like, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't tout that as, uh, hey, look at us. We're one of 340. All right, well, I think we're out of time now. So uh, it's been a pleasure speaking to you again. And I, hopefully I, you'll I've be live. I've quarantine show because I can drink here. Yeah. Although I've drunk on the show before. You have drunk before. I used to make you margaritas for one time. There was that one day I brought. Yeah. Yeah. All right. High five.